something is wrong, and it's time to stand up. You are listening to the John Aid Show. Trust no one. Trust no one. Trust no one. You found it. You're here. You're headlong down the runaway train that is the anomic age, and I'm that guy. I'm your host this evening, John Age. Happy to be here with you in the wee hours of the AM once again. There's no place I'd rather be. There's nobody I'd rather be talking to than you. Sitting here at 1.37 AM here on the East Coast. Thanks for being with us this evening, folks. Hope everyone is doing well. I hope that's a misnomer. It's saying that video has ended. That's total boulder dash. Let's see. Huh. Yeah, I think we're still up and running, so that's good. Nevertheless, thanks for being here with us, folks. Please check out anomicage.com. If you've not already done so, it's found right here. That's anomicage.com. Share those links. Friends, family, loved ones, and enemies. Like all the likes, subscribe to all the subscriptions. The free newsletter, iPhone app, Android app. What else we got? It's just about it, unless you count all the shows, all the video, all the audio, and so much more found at anomicage.com. We got a great little news feed there as well. I can't, I never plugged that, but I should. Got a great news feed there at anomicage.com. And pretty much everything you could possibly want as far as... As far as following me and checking out the show, the long-awaited storefront, I hope, is uh, coming sooner than later. It's all about the money, folks. It's all about the money. So if you are so inclined, paypal.me forward slash anomicage, patreon.com forward slash anomicage as well. I know we got a lot of people that like the show and follow the show and comment on the show, so if you are so inclined, paypal.me forward slash anomicage, Patreon.com forward slash anomic age as well. If nothing else, just like all those likes, subscribe to the subscriptions, and as I said before, just share the links. I want somebody to put me on Twitter some more, man. I haven't been on it so long. I got kicked off years ago, so hashtag anomic age, hashtag John age. You can put all this stuff on there too. All right, let's get into it this evening, folks. I'm going to do something a little different this evening. There, I'm going to take this mess out because it didn't work in anyway. I'm going to do something a little different this evening. I'm going to not start with the news because there was only a few things in the news that I even were was going to get into this evening. So I'm not even going there. If you if you want to be, or I should say, if I'm if I'm going to be real with you, I'm tired of the mess. I'm tired of covering a lot of this mess. And I know somebody's going, well, you got to cover it. It's relevant. It's happening now and it's influencing everything and all this jibber jabber. I guess I just don't see the need in most of it most of the time. So I'm going to cover it a little bit towards the end. But uh, for right now, yeah, you can chat with me up there. I'm on right now. What am I on? I'm on Twitch. I'm on Facebook. I'm not on YouTube. Because, of course, they've kicked me off for a limited time, hopefully, uh, once again. But I'm on Twitch. I'm on uh, 
Facebook. Yeah, I'm on Telegram too. Folks on Telegram, talk to me if you want. I realize the biggest thing that I get kicked off of every few uh, months, as it seems, is YouTube. And as much as I'd like to pretend that that doesn't matter at all, there actually is people on there that only follow me on YouTube. And when I'm not there doing the live shows, would they kick me out for a couple weeks or whatever? Then uh, they think I'm not putting out content and they don't listen and all that jibber-jabber. So, yeah, I'm on other platforms. YouTube is just probably about the least important platform to me. Nevertheless, what was I going to get into this evening? As you see by the moniker there, it's underestimated influence. And I want to get into that because I think a lot of people really do underestimate the influence that they have, both on the positive and on the negative side of things. So I'm going to get into that this evening a little bit. And I've already touched on this in a long ago episode Excuse me. I touched on this on a long ago episode when I was just talking about, um, uh, what the heck was it? Imprinting was the name of the episode, I believe. But I'm going to talk about imprinting again this evening and just sort of link it in to some more current thoughts and information. So ironically enough, this sort of came to me by accident because as many things often do, I think... For me, at least, my own mind, I always think big picture, and I quite often don't see the forest for the trees or don't really look into the smaller picture and the smaller elements that influence, change, persuade, and corrupt our society. So, this is how it was occurring just the other day. I won't give you the full details, but uh, as far as things go, I was just sort of watching it all happen. This never happens until I start talking like this, and then my nose starts doing that itching thing on the very end. I swear, man, Charles Barkley's right. Nothing good happens when you play defense. I had this nose broken about four times playing basketball. Nothing good happens when you play defense. But I digress. So about four days ago or more, I was just sort of watching, sitting back and looking at things happen. And I saw some pretty, uh, well, not young, young, but uh, we'll say middle school age kids. And they were sort of playing their version of, when I was about their age, it was thumps. People would hold their hold their hands out, sort of one on top of the other, and they'd thump each other in the hand and sort of take turns back and forth until somebody uh, submitted and said, hey, this is uh, too painful. I don't enjoy this anymore. <laughs> the stupid thing is, like, who the bleep enjoys any of that anyway? It's just idiotic. But uh, this version of it was slapping each other in the wrist, taking turns until somebody said, hey, uncle, you know what I'm saying? So nevertheless, I was watching this whole thing go by. I actually should have intervened, but uh, maybe next time. So I was watching this whole thing happen, and then there were some younger kids sitting behind them. And then in a moment after somebody did intervene and sort of caused these kids to stop, in a moment... The younger kids were emulating that same idiotic behavior. And it sort of crystallized it in my mind's eye, if you will, as to just how easy this whole thing is. Just how easy influence takes place. In a a long ago episode, I touched on imprinting and I was discussing and parallel 
paralleling the imprinting that takes place with animals. And the old standby example is geese and ducks, where the first thing that the the baby duck or geese sees when it hatches out, it immediately identifies that with their mother and begins imprinting. Basically mimicking and following all of the behavior that takes place between the mother and the offspring. Imprinting how to be a goose, how to be a duck, and so forth and so on. And there's so much of that that is vitally important with humans, but I think for whatever reason, humans like to dismiss the importance of imprinting, and they like to sort of separate ourselves from the animals and think there's nothing similar about us. Well, they sort of do this duality thing. They think we're all animals, we're just like a dog, or they think there's nothing similar between us and the animals, and thus we can't draw any parallels, we can't learn anything from that behavior. I would uh, sort of cautionarily say that the the right choice might be somewhere in between. So, here goes. Just as geese and everything else imprint, that same sort of thing takes place between mother and offspring as well. And finally, in the last 20 years or so, they've sort of uh, begun accepting that again. You know, I, I would the, the Flexner Report come out like 1910, something like that. The Flexner Report basically doing away with so much of what was accepted as science before that. So many things like uh, midwives, so many things like even chiropractic, and so many things like just natural medicine, homeopath, naturopath, those sort of things. After the Flexner Report, the Rockefeller Fund that I might add, went into play, it was basically a very well done attempt at demonizing all things natural medicine subjugating that and supplanting that with the new god on the block, which is, of course, the cult of science or the cult of uh, Big Pharma, the technocracy, if you will. So about 20 years now, they've begun to at least acknowledge the importance of that bonding that takes place between mother and offspring and that ever-fun skin-to-skin contact, and it's really transferring hormones and pheromones and all that good stuff between the mother and the offspring, and that imprinting begins to take place right then at that vital stage, just as it does with the aforementioned animals. So, why is all this important? Why do I care? You might be saying to yourself. Why'd you give me this bizarre yarn of kids and then the emulation of actions by younger children? Well... It's exactly as the title suggests. Underestimated influence. So I think for better or worse, most of us underestimate the influence that we all have. And I'm going to bring it back home to the actual home, folks. Because a lot of times people put so much emphasis on what is said. Oh, they've hurt my feelings by this. They've just destroyed my self-esteem with that. All these feelings-based phenomena that is predicated on verbal cues. But if you really read between the lines, folks, there is so much more, I would argue, that is transmitted not by the verbal cues, but by the visualized and actually actualized actions. So it's one thing if mom or dad says X, Y, or Z to a child, but I think it is quite another when that child sees 
the mother or the father doing this act or doing that act. And again, it's better or worse here, folks. It's the positive and the negative actions. So if you want to draw parallels to that old 80s PSA where the father's in there and he's giving the kid the riot act because he found drugs. And the kid says, I learned it by watching you. Father's arguing and bantering. Where'd you find this stuff? Who taught you how to use this stuff? Where'd this stuff come from? And the kid says, I learned it by watching you. And that is quite true. That's where we get so much of this negative mess now. Because as I've said many times over, we're not one generation nor two generations. We're three plus generations into scum now. So we got kids emulating the parents being drunk trash. We got kids emulating the parents being drug addict trash. We've got kids emulating the parents doing all sorts of negative stuff. Treating each other like dirt, watching pornography, watching bad things, emulating the actions of sports stars, emulating the actions of celebrity. All this is not by happenstance. In in fact, the inverse, it is quite by design. You see, they've known that for well over 100 years. A referenced book that I often bring up, Propaganda, Edward Bernays, nephew of Sigmund Freud. We've known about it since at least then. But if you go back centuries, they've known how to divide and conquer. To paraphrase Hitler... First you get the children, then you get the mothers, then you get the fathers. That's how this works. This is not new hat. This is quite old hat. Nothing new under the sun, says Solomon. Nothing new under the sun, says John H. It's all old hat. So what this really is, is emulation. So the kids are imprinting on the mother and the father. They're looking at those cues, the negative and the positive reinforcement they get. The negative, positive reinforcement, the cues, the norms, the standards, the mores, all that sociology stuff that you've probably forgotten or hoped we would never speak up again about. But all that is what forms you. And by proxy... That's what forms the culture. That culture forms the nation or country. And that country makes the laws. It makes the rules. It puts in place the authoritarians that will govern it. And the authoritarian force, police and military, that will carry it out. So you see it all connects, folks. And it's all really predicated on that underestimated influence. So back 100 years ago or more, I'll say 150, the primary influence rested where it should rest. With the mother and the father, with that immediate family, the nuclear family, if you will. And then it ebbed out to extended family, to peer groups, to social groups and so forth and so on. But then we began to have other influences. We began to have the printed word with the old Gutenberg press, didn't we? 
We began to have newspapers. We began to have books. Well, it was easy enough for dear old mom or dad to say, well, you know, that's probably not appropriate for you to read right now, maybe a little later. But then we had the radio. We went from that big honking box in the corner to the transistor radio. Then you could bring it with you anywhere and everywhere you chose to go. It was in your car. It was in a little handheld radio and so forth and so on. So then you had the influence of the radio. Had radio stories. You had narratives. You had news programs. You had talk radio and so forth. Then you had the television. Well, I guess before that you had silent films and then you had uh, <clears throat> films with sound and then you had the television. Let me follow things in order so I don't skip a beat. And when we had that early, uh, the early celebrity predicated on silent films, radio, and then eventually <clears throat> films with sound, that's when Edward Bernays really stepped in and began to identify celebrity and began to notice that people would emulate what the celebrity said and did. So there again, we're talking about influence, folks. Influence. With the rise of the television, we saw influence at an almost unprecedented parallel until we got into the internet age of today. But when we had the television in the house, that was the dreaded telescreen from 1984. Because then... You didn't have to carry it around with you. With the radio, you could actually sit in front of it in your living room. Then they could really peddle products and peddle influence with celebrity and peddle narratives with sitcoms and so forth. All streamed live in your living room via the public airwaves. Just as the predecessor was streamed live to your Big radio and eventually your transistor in your car and all sorts of other avenues. The television really brought it to the final frontier but it, because it brought the big screen where you had a, a smaller audience and gave it to you in the small screen. Where you could have a much larger audience. You see, you could get the whole family in front of that without having to pay for a movie ticket for everyone. You could have the whole neighborhood. You could have neighbors and so forth sitting in front of that television being told what is right, what is wrong by their favorite talking heads. Peddling influence. Then you saw the nightly news broadcasts where they would emulate the family with the broadcast doors. You would have the older male, you'd have the older female emulating the mother and the father, and you'd have younger <laughs> broadcast doors as well emulating the siblings or extended family. That's how it works, folks. Again, peddling influence. So, if you're looking at where we are today, we're well into the information age, the internet age, if you will. So now, we have influenced influence peddled on a grand global scale. See, it's not just domestic or local anymore. You can get news and pedals brought to you by your favorite sponsor and, of course, paid and funded by NGOs, the CIA, the Tavistock Institutes, and so forth and so on. You get all that sanitized for your protection 
media at the touch of a screen. Streamed to you live and in living color with just the audio or the video or the audio and short little snippet bits on TikTok and a little bit longer bits on YouTube and all sorts of other social media platforms too. Streaming influence. So by that, I hope you are seeing the importance of where we are today. Where we are today with cases like Alex Jones, where we are today with people being sued for daring to exercise their free speech, where we are a couple of years ago with people being taken off of social media, their payment platforms being removed, and in essence, a scarlet letter being placed by their name with a horrible glowing red asterisk of people being declared fake news. And I'm not talking about the big brands, those uh, six major media corporations that control all the news. No, that's not the fake news that uh, Trump ascribed as fake. I'm talking about the fake news that the global satanic death cult masterminds deem to be not worthy of your consumption. You got folks like Laura Loomer, Milo Yiannopoulos, Gavin McGinnis... All sorts of different folks being removed. Their payment platforms removed. Their ability to buy and sell on those platforms removed. Totally censored, absconded from view. Even if you put a picture of them in there, it's just removed off those sanitized for your protection social media platforms. Yeah, that'd be the aforementioned Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. The big three, if you will. Instagram, you could throw them in there too. They're all bought and paid for by the same mega corporations anyway. So when you see that underestimated influence under the tagline there, that's what I'm talking about. People do underestimate their influence. You see, if people didn't have any influence, if they were really just concerned about somebody hearing the wrong thing, rather than actually being influenced by the wrong thing. Well, if that were actually true, then you would see the uh, smaller fish in the pond. And I hate to say that's me. I'm one of the smaller fish in the pond. That They wouldn't waste their time censoring those smaller fish. But I think first they went after the big fish to give that proverbial chilling effects worldwide. And then they started going after the smaller fish because we can't have any more big fish... We've taken the big fish out. Now we've got to silence those smaller fish. Because what that chilling effect creates is, with the really small fish and the smaller fish, it says, well, there's no point in doing this. There's no point in coming out here and putting my neck on the line and putting forth content because it's just going to be censored. It's just going to be shadow banned. I'm going to have no effect at all. It's that old bad religion song. So ineffectual. Yeah, that's what they want you to think, that you're so ineffectual. You just might as well hang up your boots, sit down, do that proverbial dead Kennedy saying, just relax, have a few more drinks, a little more MSG. Mm-hmm. That's what they want you to think. They want you to underestimate your influence. 
where I would say that you should probably uh, inflate that ego a little bit and understand that the only reason they're going after you in the first place is that you have influence. That's right, folks. Because if they were winning, they wouldn't be going after the small fish. They'd stick to the big game fish, if you will. But I fear that they're all just a little bit worried, just a little bit concerned at losing not just the battles, but the war. And the best way to do that is to convince the general public that they got no influence. Just hang up those boots. But I'm here to tell you that you do have influence, folks. You have influence on the most important aspects of your life. That's going to be your family. And outside of that, you have an influence on those around you as well. I mean, I've seen it ten times over eight days a week and twice on Sunday. Anytime I leave the house, you see people playing follow leader games. You see people sort of look around for the virtue signal. They look around. Is it okay to take my slave shackle off here? Or do I need to wear it? Oh, well, I don't see anybody else wearing it. I guess it's safe for me to not wear my slave shackle. They look around for that acceptance or that negation of acceptance. See, this is very important, people. So anytime you are out and you think to yourself, I don't have a voice, I'm not making a difference, it doesn't matter if I wear my slave shackle or not. It doesn't matter if I go along to get along with the uh, los in- inyecciones. I want you to reconsider that, folks, because what you do does make a difference. How you portray yourself, what you say, what you don't say, what you go along with, what you don't go along with. This all makes a difference, people. And like I said before, the main influence you should be concerned with, point blank, and first and foremost, is your children and your family. Because spouses are supposed to lean on each other, people. God created us in that perfect form, the male and the female, to balance each other out, to help each other. To help balance the workload, to help balance the influence on children, to help to create that next generation. All those things I mentioned earlier, those streams of influence, the first and primary influence should be in the home. Because those fathers and mothers out there control what goes into the home. Like I've said many times over in that old Poltergeist 2 example. The evil entity outside, the great deceiver. In this instance, it's the form of that evil reverend, that demonic entity. Dad's all alone in the den. The minister guy comes up. That evil entity comes up. It starts pouring down rain. He starts talking to him through the door. And those archetypal images of good and evil, those archetypal images of the strong male presence, the father, the leader of the household, and the outside influence trying to get into the house, just like the vampire. Just like the vampire that you have to invite in, that evil influence, that evil entity, the great deceiver is taking on that same role. You've got to let it in. 
Remember that evil entity in Poltergeist 2. Let me in. And the father considers it for a moment. Let me in. And finally, he's sort of trembling and he steps back from the door and he closes the door and he does not let the evil in. Folks, we don't seem to grasp or understand the importance of our role in the family, of our role in the greater society. But again, first and foremost, in the family. We are the gatekeepers. That archetypal image of that father in Poltergeist 2, not letting the evil in. We've all got to take that responsibility. We are in charge and completely responsible for what comes in the house. And I'm talking about all forms here, folks. I'm not talking about an archetypal devil at the door. I'm talking about the internet. I'm talking about the magazines. I'm talking about the newspapers. I'm talking about the books. I'm talking about the movies. I'm talking about the streaming devices. I'm talking about it all, folks. Because if you got kids, you are the gatekeeper of the evil. And like I said, to start this whole thing off, yeah, you should worry about your words and what you say, but I would say it more importantly, you need to worry about your actions. So just like in that old PSA, if you're telling the kids not to do drugs, not to drink, and they see you doing it, it don't make a hill of beans what you say. You've just negated your own words by your actions. You've just said, hey, Bobby, don't drink, and you're sitting there having a six-pack. You're saying, hey, Bobby, don't do drugs, and they see you in, in the garage smoking weed like a piece of scum. Folks, it's on us. we got to step up to the plate, be adults, be parents, be the gatekeepers of the evil in our own homes. It starts here. We can chase the dragon and pretend it's Washington, it's the local, it's the school board, all this bull. To, to be frank with you, all this bull that I keep seeing people say, well, you've got to work local, you've got to start local, and all this bull that I think don't make a hill of beans. I don't care if Rome is burning down around you, you've got to take care of what's most important. you got to take care of your family, folks. It doesn't matter what the Romans are doing. It doesn't matter what the neighbors are doing. It doesn't matter what that other family at church is doing. It don't make a hill of freaking beans, folks, what they're doing. It rests on your actions, your words to a lesser extent, and what you allow in that house. In your temple. I mean, that's straight from the Bible. Your body is your temple. So what you allow in your body and in your house to be viewed, heard, and understood by the people in that house. Okay? So we can't underestimate our influence because it is supreme. That's why they're censoring people. That's why they're censoring me and you and everyone else. They understand the importance of the influence. They understand if we change things at the home level, then we change things at the town, city, cultural level. And before you know it, the society's turned around. That's why they flood our society on every level with scum. Talk shows, 
television shows, movies, streaming shows, music, celebrity, sports stars, all this is completely an inundation of scum. Because they want to catch you napping. They want to catch you not being eternally vigilant. See, when you're falling down on your post, when you're asleep at the wheel, that's when the devil steps in. That's when the scum steps in from the television show. Or that book that looks so innocent. Or that song that you don't think is all so bad until you start reading the lyrics. That's when it steps in and takes over. It don't happen at one time. It happens slowly over time. So if you fell asleep tonight and you weren't eternally vigilant, then you better get up tomorrow and do better. Nobody's perfect. Nobody's expected to be. But we are expected to be eternally vigilant. We are the gatekeepers in our own homes. We are the parents, fathers, and mothers that have to start, take the helm, and turn this ship around. There's nobody coming over the hill. The Long Ranger and Tonto are long gone. The government will do everything but help you. They will try to destroy you. It's on us, folks. Nobody's walking through that door. It's on us. So, we got to take the helm. We got to be eternally vigilant, folks. I got about two news bits I'm going to give you. But I want to come back to this. Do not underestimate the importance. Don't underestimate the imprinting that's going on all the time. Whether or not you want to call it imprinting or whether you want to call it cues, norms, standards, mores, and so forth. It's the same thing, just a different context. Don't underestimate your importance. Because someone's watching you all the time. Whether it's your kids, someone else's kids. Whether it's the guy at the store trying to figure out whether he needs to wear a mask or not. Whether, whatever. Someone someone is watching you. You are influencing someone or being influenced by someone else all the time. Do not be a follower. Be a leader. Be the example. To borrow that horribly, well it's a great quote by a scumbag. The Margaret Mead quote. Be the change you want to see in the world. That's exactly right. You got to be the change you want to see. Don't expect for somebody else to do it. You do it. Don't expect for someone else to step up or talk back and resist tyranny. You do it. It's on you, folks. It's on you. James, nice to see you there, sir. Thanks for tuning in. Nevertheless, it's on you, folks. It's on all of us. So do not underestimate your influence. Do not underestimate your power. It is great. They want you to believe that it's small, but it's not. Your power, your influence is great. Or I should say, it's as great as you want it to be. If you want to pretend, uh, play patty cake like nobody cares, I'm not influencing anybody, nothing I say matters, that's on you. You've fallen victim to their plan. They want you to think that. you got to step up. Start at your own home and work out from there. Don't worry about other people. Most other people are lost. They're gone. Don't stress them. You got to worry about your progeny, first and foremost. Your family. Whatever other people are doing, that ain't your problem. 
I tell my daughter this all the time. Like, yo, I don't care about other people. I care about you. <laughs> I don't care if you're friends. I don't care if everybody else out there is, is lighting their blipping hair on fire. That ain't my problem. That's not too much of an exaggeration. I mean, we just we just had a couple years ago where these morons were eating Tide Pods and all kinds of stupid mess like that. That is the current society. That is the influence. That is the spin of influence that we are all subject to. There's a great little short book I got back here somewhere. Where is it? Is this it? Spinfluence? Sorry, I'm, I'm away from the microphone. But yeah, this is it. Spinfluence, the hardcore propaganda manual for controlling the masses. And it's a really short book. I mean, it's not meant to be an academic quality book. It just gives you little tiny snippets of information and little bite-sized doses. It's a nice book, I must say. Spinfluence, I recommend it highly. It's easy to get through because I'm not going to pretend to you that I can sit there and just read books all day. I just don't have enough time. I don't, folks. I'm working my tail off on all fronts all the time. So if I do have time to read, (laughs) those bits are few and far between. And I'll be straight with everybody. I'll read like a few pages of this book and then like six months later, I'll read some more. And it's like, oh, well, I forgot all about that. Here's that book again that I haven't had time to read in six months. So, nevertheless, nevertheless, here's those little media bits I wanted to get into this evening. What are everybody talking? I've been talking for 37 minutes. i got to stop myself. All right. I started off with the realness, and I'm going to get into the little media bits and bobs, which there's only two for me this evening. Well, there's a lot more than that, but this is about what I want to get into. So here we go. <clears throat> Let me see here. Which one shall I talk about first? Here we go. This sounds good enough. Let's see. Let's put it up on the screen and we'll talk about it. Here we go. DailyMail.co.uk This came out, I think, two days ago. I could be mistaken. Lightyear will not, not, screen on Disney Plus streaming service in the Middle East. After it was banned from cinemas over gay kissing. And now says it will align with censorship rules. Huh. Yeah, August 6th, 2022. So there's that. And this is just par for the course, people. People don't seem to grasp this. But... And again, this really goes back to my central point this evening is underestimating influence. And most Americans specifically think that we live in some sort of ridiculous vacuum and think that the rest of the world is just as stupid as we are when they're not. So here we go in the Middle East, which, I mean, primarily Muslim countries. I'm not going to get off on an anti-Muslim jag. But I'll give them credit where credit is due on this one. They're not putting up with this garbage within their culture. And I applaud that. I think we should do that. I mean, that's what Russia's doing. That's what most of the the globe is doing, really, folks. When you look at who's putting up with this garbage, it's the Western countries primarily. It's the big 
the big Western countries like Europe. Well, I know Europe's a continent, folks. Don't get me stuck on that. But it's the the continent of Europe. It's the continent of the United States. That's the moronic countries that are pushing this malarkey. Clean that one up a lot for you. So that's who's pushing this mess. That's who's accepting this mess. So if you go to other countries like Russia, like China, and like the area of the Middle East, which encompasses quite a few nations, you see the rest of the world is just not putting up with the garbage. They're not putting up with the LGBT minor attracted person crap. They're not putting up with the rainbow flag mess. They're not putting up with pedophilia being shoved up every orifice possible. Mess. They're not putting up with the gay flags, the gay parades, and uh, where's the monkeypox most hitting, huh? Yeah. You guessed it. It's communist-run cities here in the old land of the sheep, home of the slave, United States of America. I think it was Chicago that just declared a big public health emergency. Yeah, Chicago being one of the primary movers and shakers of the communist agenda. Home to old bathhouse Barry and Rob Emanuel. Yeah. Bathhouse Barry and Rob having a great old time together in Chicago before old Barry came to office and his full power. Just facts here, people. Nothing... Outside the lines, just factual information. I mean, the CDC even came out and said that this is primarily a male homosexual disease. Monkeypox, that is. Again, not my words, it's their words. I had the misfortune of seeing some very grotesque images showing the monkeypox in, um, we'll just say heightened areas of transmission of venereal diseases. You can figure out where those orifices lie. And I'm sure you can spot these. Uh, whew, that was a pun intended. You can spot these same images if you go online too. I'm not going to pull them up there for you. They are vastly inappropriate for all ages. But nevertheless, tip of the hat to those folks in the Middle East for putting their proverbial foot down and saying, bugger off Disney, take your LGBT agenda crap and shove it. I only wish that America had enough temerity to do so, but we're uh, a bunch of cucked sucker morons, so uh, there you go. Here we go. What do we got next on the old playbook? Let's move on over one, because we got more. And there's really, there's so much more. I'm just giving you two, because as I said in my intro, I've just had it with most of the news. I'm still going to cover topics here and there. But I'm just kind of done with it. You know, I really am. And I know in a couple of shows, maybe I'll have calmed myself down and just start covering mainstream topics again. But I've really just completely had enough of this garbage. That's really it. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of covering it. I'm sick of the lack of accountability. I'm sick of the lack of action. I'm sick of it all. So from time to time, if I don't just take big swathed breaks from this whole show, I'm just not going to cover the vast majority of the bull that everybody else is covering. And if that costs me listeners and viewers or what have you, so be it. 
I'm not like I'm making a living on this anyway. So again, if you are so inclined, paypal.me forward slash anomicage, patreon.com forward slash anomicage as well. It'd be awesome to not be paying out of pocket for this whole shebang, huh? Nevertheless, let's get into this uh, this little goodie from InfoWars. I know all the haters will just embrace that and either hate it or love it. I don't know. Excuse me. Gay couple charged with using adopted kids to make child porn. This is from August 7th. This is these two lovely individuals. (sighs) Image credit uh, screenshot WSBTV. Just so you know. Here we go. I'm going to scroll down to give you the highlights. I don't want to give you the whole thing. A Georgia couple is facing child sex crime charges for acts committed against their adopted children. According to authorities, the Watson County Sheriff's Office last month raided a home of a man they believed to be downloading child pornography. And the suspect identified a second suspect in the city of Oxford. Good night, nurse. Suspect whose identity has not been revealed, claimed a second suspect was making child porn with at least one child who lived at his home. God, this is so disgusting. Good night, nurse. So there you go with that. So yeah, you got a gay couple with some adopted kids... Man, this is, I don't even know how far I want to go into this, but it's fairly self-evident that, um, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to go into that dark realm, even at this hour. So what you got there is, uh, is a gay couple with two adopted kids making child pornography with these children, destroying their lives, indoctrinating another generation into the LGBT cult. And I guess the only good news of this is that they were thankfully arrested. But it really doesn't matter as far as the child, the children rather, that they have destroyed with this crap, with this bull. And this reminds me right off the bat of this scumbag piece of pedophilic trash, John Money. Psychologist, sexologist, Arthur, known for his research into sexual identity. If you haven't heard about this guy, I was going to do a show on him, and I just never got around to it. But John Money, this piece of garbage, he's one of the primary movers and shakers in uh, gender identity. Uh, let me see. Where was his uh, his big thing here? Let me see. Has this pulled up? Yeah, yeah. Father of gender theory. That's his scumbag piece of filth. So, bottom line, he was famous or infamous for some of his early work in uh, destroying children and their identity and sexual identity. Most notably, uh, excuse me, David Remier, R-E-I-M-E-R, David Remier. Basically what happened was they had two children, two brothers, and they had a circumcision that went awry in which they cut off a whole lot more than they should have. 
Dr. John Money steps in and says, I know what I'll do. We'll just remove this child's genitalia fully and start going through gender reassignment surgery and hormonal treatment. But that wasn't enough because this sick pedophilic piece of filth also had the two brothers engaging in sexual acts and filming them. Yeah, that's right, folks. That's what happened. David Ramirez committed suicide at 38. His brother died of an overdose at 36. That's this piece of filth. John Money. So he's the, in essence, godfather of all this gender reassignment mess as we see it today with children. So early on, of course, he was touted as being revolutionary and all these great praises. David Ramirez actually did some talk show interviews, I believe in the 90s, just sort of talking about the abuse, the pedophilia, the uh, misdiagnosis, the mistreatment, this the overall scum perpetrated against him and his brother by this sick piece of garbage. And in the end, as often happens with virtually anybody who's chopping things off and stapling things on, it ends in the same way. Suicide, overdoses, abuse, and death. Just the facts, folks. That's John Money, if you want to look into that sick piece of trash. And I covered Alfred Kinsey on many episodes. I highly recommend everyone going back to episode 16 with Dr. Judith Reisman. Sadly, she's no longer with us. The great Dr. Judith Reisman really just did so much to expose Alfred Kinsey and his work at Indiana University. What was his great works? Uh, sexual behavior in the human male, sexual behavior in the human female. Much along the same lines of John Money, Alfred Kinsey was pulling off... Well, I don't know if you can really compare them because they were doing different things, but they were both pedophiles. They were both documenting the sexual perversions of people and documenting, uh, for example, with Kinsey specifically, sexual arousal states of young children and infants. That'd be Kinsey's work. Yeah. Another pedophilic scumbag. Piece of bipedal garbage. Just like John Money. So when you look at where our society is today, you've got to look back at history and see how we actually got there. So unfortunately what we were just seeing with the InfoWars article. Where we were seeing uh, these two children in Georgia. Being abused by these pieces of garbage. This doesn't just go away. It, uh, it keeps occurring generation after generation. This stuff repeats itself. That's the sick thing out of all this. That's how these communities are reproducing. By abusing children. Because it's known to be cyclical. Any psychologist will tell you that. It's cyclical meaning that you, if you are abused, I'm talking sexually here, you are more than likely going to perpetrate those same acts on someone else. And it will keep on going down the road, folks. That's what I mean. I don't underestimate your influence. 
again, for the better or for the worst, this stuff changes lives. The bad and the good influence, people. So we got to be aware of what we're doing and we got to step in and step up where we need to. Because this is not going away. This isn't going anywhere. This is the world we live in. To quote that old Genesis song, this is the world we live in. <laughs> These are the hands we're giving. Yeah, we got to use them. Yeah, we got to. Got to use them and let's start growing. I'm not going to sing the whole song for it, but you get to drift. If not, check out Genesis Land of Confusion. It's a good song. All right. I think that's about all I've got for this evening. James, thanks for being with us again, sir. It's a pleasure to always have you with us. Hope you're doing well out there. Ah, Folks, if you learn nothing else from this episode this evening, I hope you've learned this. You can't do everything, but you can do something. Try to get out there and do your part and make that difference. Be safe out there. I'll be seeing you sooner than later in the Anomic Age. Take care out there. Thank you for listening to the Anomic Age, a John Age project. For past shows, further info, and to comment, go to anomicage.com. That's A-N-O-M-I-C-A-G-E dot com. Till next time, thank you for listening to the Anomic Age. Thank <laughs> you.